Hey, welcome back. What's up? How you doing? Uh, me personally, I'm actually. Doing What's great. going on, brother? You know, um, I just watched uh, the Road Warrior. Oh man, did we ever on Laserdisc? Ah, oh, let's discourse about it. Let us <laughs> discourse about the. Lasers. That didn't come out as smooth as I was hoping it would. No. Let us discourse about it. I don't. I don't know I if don't I like think that at all. That means what you think it means. Let's have a discourse. Let's have a discourse. I think we have to have the discourse. I don't want to discourse. I want to have a discourse. I want to obtain discoursing, and. Discourse. I'm going to stop saying the word discourse now. I'm Charlie. <laughs> that was weird, Charlie. Sorry, man. I'm Nick. Sorry, man. This is Laser Discourse. That's the last time I will say that word. Uh, this is a podcast about <laughs> movies it. on Laserdisc. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, we just watched The Road Warrior on Laserdisc. Man, how cool was that? What, real quick, what is our social media handle? Oh, boy. I think you had it right on the Instagram. It's Laserdisc Pod on the La- Instagram. Laserdisc Pod or is Laser Discourse Pod? Laser Discourse Pod? Laser Discourse Pod on Instagram. Laser Discourse Pod. One okay. word. And then I think we're just Laser Discourse on like Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Oh, okay. Do yeah. we have a Pinterest? Uh, no, we do not. I don't know what that is. You know, we should. So we can pin things? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, laser, at Laser Discourse and on the Twitter. while you're at it, can you get us a LinkedIn? Oh, come on, man. Well, you're giving me homework now? Business connections. <laughs> and I'm also going to need to see a Snapchat. All right. You know. Should I get on TikTok? Or yeah. Or Grindr? What, 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 uh, what else do we need to get not on? A, how many? How many? One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to see Laser Discourse on Tinder or uh, no. eHarmony anytime soon. eHarmony. <laughs> Congratulations. You got an eHarmony profile. Yeah. You guys like movies? Check us out on eHarmony.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As you do. Anyway. Laser so Discourse to... Pod on Instagram. Yeah, we're doing. We're, I'm, tr- I'm getting real busy on that Instagram, too. So You are getting you wanna, busy on it. You want to see some images of laser discs? You go to our Instagram. You want to see them with and without their protective covering? Hello. Hey. Sleeves off, my friends. That's right. <laughs> Hit me up on the, the, the Insta. <laughs> now you're having trouble. Is there, <laughs> is there. So is there. Okay, sorry. I have to go back to this. Please. But, because you mentioned Grinder, all right? <laughs> I is sure it, did. Now that's a, that's just a dating app. Is this, is there a combination Instagram dating app? Like I, I don't know, man. Come on, I'm I'm, I'm well, not a kid. I'm not a child. I, I'm not on all these. <laughs> I'm on like four social media things. It's three too many, as far as I'm concerned. I'm barely holding on with what I got. So let's just stick to the big ones. All right, the Instas, the Tweetas, the Tweetas. The woofers. The I, I guess we're still on Facebook. I don't really uh, check the. You I got don't a even with check Facebook. the Facebook. I check the. No, I'm on the Facebook. I'm just not. I'm not thrilled about Facebook. Oh, it's not well, my favorite. Nobody's thrilled about Facebook. Not my favorite right now. Can you also make a Spotify playlist? Ooh, we should do that. Really? Actually, actually that would be. That's 100 percent what we should do. No, that's actually going to happen. Okay. Okay. So you're going to do uh, that. It's though. on the. This is on the air right now. We're we're, we're live. On, we're live. We're not live. Streaming. We're, we're live. To tape. Not live. <laughs> this is going to have a Spotify playlist. All right. The Road Warrior will have maybe some soundtrack, probably things that may make us think of well, the Road Warrior. Good, good road movie kind of. Yeah, mu- mu- music. Yeah. Good road music. Yeah. I'll put a podcast in there because that's what I listen to when I'm in my Road Warrior mode. Yeah. 
Is that right? I do. I when listen you, when to, you want to get fired up. Uh, yeah, specifically, I will listen to All Things Considered because <laughs> it just gets me so pumped. Yeah, absolutely. This American <laughs> Life doesn't do it for me any anymore. No, I need it's something too a little depressing. Harder. Yeah, <laughs> I want to consider things. Come on. Yeah, I want to consider all the things. Okay, what what I want to consider is this movie. All right, and how? So so first of all, can you set the scene for us here? Because this uh, is a sequel to a very low budget, you know but what? Popular uh, original movie. I'm gonna set the scene by reading the back text of this laserdisc, which first... looks fantastic. By oh, the man. way, this release I've got two different Road Warrior releases on laserdisc. This one just pops. It's got the blue background, the the yellow text. Uh, it's the full, like, Mel Gibson with the gun out and the dog by his side just coming at you. It's a beautiful thing. Apocalypse Pow, says Richard Corliss <laughs> of Time Magazine. Such a funny guy. That's the quote on both copies. That's such a good quote, you Apocalypse Pow. I would totally go with that. Exhilarating entertainment. <laughs> That's what he got paid for, folks. A lone hero battles for the future of mankind. In 1978, a young film director released his first commercial feature, Mad Max, and the movie-going world was astounded by an all-out cinema blitz that became an instant cult classic. Now, director George Miller has gone a dramatic step farther in conception and technique. The result is The Road Warrior. How is something an instant classic? Hmm, good question. Doesn't that take time? Um, it's a bit of an oxymoron. But I think uh, I think things become instant classics when it's like Halloween or something when people just are blown away the, okay. the minute they see it, you know? It's I like, just think it's, you know, like saying the first annual. <laughs> it's a little presumptuous. You can have a problem with it? instant classics. You're going to quibble with instant classics. Somebody wrote that and they got paid <laughs> to write that and I don't think they should have, to I'd be sound, honest. Well, I think they should forfeit their salary. I, I'm sure people, as soon as they saw it, they said, this is going to be a classic. And they're like, how do you know? It just happened. They're like, I instantly know. It's like seeing a rookie and going, it. that's a Hall of Famer. I'm like, no. Mm. You know? Well, but the rookie, I mean, once you've seen the movie, that's it. The movie's over. There's no there's no future career of the movie that it has to live up to. You've seen the completed product. You say, this is in the Hall of Fame. This is a classic. I'll instantly recognize this thing for what it is. All right. I, I mean, don't, you I know, guess. honestly, okay. I don't know if Mad Max did become the instant classic that this thing claims it is. No. Because no. When, it's a cult classic I, for sure. I think when you tell people about Mad Max, they instantly think of the Road Warrior, this one, the sequel. This right. is the sequel. Yeah. This it, is the one is everyone's Mad Max seen. Two. It is you know what, on IMDB it says Mad Max Two. I'm gonna tell you right now, Mad Max Two does not show up anywhere on the packaging. It doesn't show up anywhere in the movie, it just goes Mill Gibson in Boom, boom, boom. The Road Warrior. But they do a recap. So they start out with they this do black and white recap. recap of the first installation of this saga. So you get, yeah. okay, you don't just jump into there's this random guy. Like, you kind of care about him. Mm -hmm. uh, even if you haven't seen the first one, you still kind of care about this character who's wearing leather. He's got a dog. <laughs> All the leather. He's got a shotgun. Doesn't have any bullets in it, but people don't really know oh, that. We, we don't know that yet. Yep, yep. You got to assume it's loaded. Right. Rule number one. Mm -hmm. um, Just yeah. like Mel. Oh, oh, yeah. We're not gonna. Are we gonna go? We're not gonna go down that road with what do we think of Mel Gibson as a human being in twenty twenty? Right. Mel Gibson disaster meter. Bing. We both. I've got one. <laughs> We're eight minutes in. I've already got one. Yeah. The awkwardly talking about Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> 
episode. Now, uh, yeah, this one starts with the with the kind of recap of uh, the cities burned and the the oil became precious and everyone wanted to uh, fight each other and Max is one of those guys and yeah, in the first one he loses his wife and kid. We see that flashback. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him mad. <laughs> He was just Max. He was regular he was like Max. Agitated Max. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like in the first movie, it's like he introduces himself. He's like, "Oi, I'm regular Max, am I?" <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna. I'm sorry. The whole time we were watching this movie, <laughs> I was like, "I can't do an Australian accent." You did everything but Australian. <laughs> it was like all around the world. I think there was Indian in there at one point. It was like, why? <laughs> Yeah, when Terrible, I, when I said when I, yeah, when I said Max was gonna love me long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't really hold up. As w- it was offensive, that I apologize. That didn't apologize. age well throughout the, the movie. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the movie, yeah. that had aged poorly. <laughs> I got my own it's counter two. all of a sudden. It's two. Bill's one. I'm one. one, I'm, one. <laughs> I'm going toe to toe with Gibson on this one. Oh my god! You're just in the <laughs> zone. No more accents. Okay. I cannot do them. <laughs> Suffice to say, the dude gets mad. Okay. In the beginning, <laughs> and. Very angry. When we meet him in this movie, he's already mad. We get a nice, cool opening chase. We get the that's like, right. I do like a good opening chase opening. scene, and uh, that's what a lot of yeah. Most of this movie, uh, you know, obviously Mad Max. It's a it's road warrior. They're, they it's wars on road. They allude to cannibalism in the intro. They They're like, oh I, no, all this happened. I did not like that. People eating each other. Like, whoa, oh, hey. And Yikes. then it moves on. Like, that was and the only time just we, something that happened. We see him eat twice, both times dog food. So he's, right. he's got, yeah. That's, he doesn't eat people. Things aren't going well in this world. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could say that safely. And he needs a guzzling. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> it's much out, isn't it? <laughs> no. Shit. Why do I keep doing it? <laughs> I'm like mad at myself. You're Mary Poppins now. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm a chimney Max. I'm not. Stop. Just don't. Oh god. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I'm as upset with myself as the <laughs> listener is. I trust me. Well, I feel shame. You should. <laughs> so what? Okay. So my whole. <laughs> you have so many problems with this movie. <laughs> yes. That, your accents not being the least of Bing. which. <laughs> so my main problem with this. So they're driving everywhere. Everyone's got a car. Everyone's driving around. But they're in the least fuel-efficient vehicles you can possibly imagine. Yes. He's got like a 70s Dodge Charger or oh, something. Yeah. Like, they're they're driving all muscle dune cars. Buggies, yeah. all, all muscle car- like, and then in And then he drives this giant truck around. And I'm like, why? If you're trying to save money or save <laughs> gas, like, you can't be driving those things. See, I'm, you're, you're viewing this with a 21st century lens here. You got to think back. In the 80s, this there was 1985, no... Su- true. There's no such thing as fuel efficient. I don't think that even was a thing. Yeah, but we got through the gas crisis in 79, 80. So they had, like, you know, made a lot of fuel efficient vehicles. So they knew how to do it. But, you know I'm what? not asking for a solar car. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, like, a little hatchback. There were no Toyotas or... or uh, yeah, yeah. There were no... Uh, and they all were super loud. Mini cars. These are all big boy cars. <laughs> Yeah. souped up V12s, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and Big, motorcycles, which are actually that, that's what I would cool. say you'd want to drive. Yeah, they had around. cop cars and they had some like fire truck looking yeah, things. Why? And I don't see. Well, you, 
Again, then they just drive again, around. Like it's the turn the it's car the off. Apocalypse. You got to understand. They're working with what they got here. Yeah. There's no right. new factory pumping out fuel efficient hybrid vehicles. There's nowhere to plug in. You know. They, they don't have Tesla. They don't have Tesla. This is a this is a pre-Tesla universe. They should have a post-apocalypse pre-Tesla. Wow. Yeah. We're right. The worst there. of times. Yeah. Just the worst timeline you could be in. Yeah. You're eating dog food, man. I mean, like <laughs> hey, honestly, have you, have you been to McDonald's lately? <laughs> I'm going to solve. Close. I'm, I'm going to solve saying. how to not eat dog food before I worry about making a fuel efficient <laughs> car. Like on my list of priorities. I mean, it, stop. You, you know, got it. It takes money to make money. Find something better say. than dog food. Way up there. Before you know, getting better gas mileage. So anyway, they're driving everywhere. Zero walkability. It's the wasteland. They filmed this in Broken Hill, Australia. That sounds like a great place to go. Yeah, it's right next to Haunted Hill. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Is where it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, smack dab. Ah, such a wasteland. It really. It was a great setting. Yeah, great setting. Terrible place to be. (laughs) Just miserable. Just sand everywhere. Uh, yeah, and uh. Our, our man Max, uh, he gets some gas to begin with. He's, it's kind of funny because uh, there's no obvious plot in the beginning of this movie. He's just kind of wandering around. There's no plot. He's kind of Roman. He's just he's just surviving, right? It's just a survival story. So, pretty early on in the movie, he uh, meets up with the Mohawk guy. Uh, we got to talk about this ongoing Red rivalry. Mohawk guy, bad dude. This, Not bad, bad guy. In a world of crazy people. Even this dude, everyone else is like, this dude is too the, the crazy. Leader, the leader of his crazy people clan was like, dude, you need to chill. <laughs> you are being too crazy right now. Simmer down. All right. I'm basically roided out Jason from Friday the 13th it, in it, a leather daddy <laughs> outfit. And I'm telling you, you're going too nuts here. <laughs> well, it was the, the dude was just he was not there. Like he was in another place. Uh, he was on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He might be huffing gas. He is on that guzzling. And uh, he had his little his little man boy with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, yeah. all in leather. Everybody's in leather. I feel like leather is the only thing that survived the apocalypse. Yeah. It was like, like cockroaches and leather. Where did they get all of this? <sighs> and it's not just like they made it. Like this is fine crafted stuff. Mm-hmm. This is like, you you know, this is you would, this is a, a, a buy it for life kind of leather piece, you know? <laughs> buy it for life. <laughs> buy it for looks, buy it for life. <laughs> buy it for love. <laughs> <laughs> Every kiss begins. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Can't be trusted. Damn That's it. two for Charlie. What's wrong with me? <laughs> so he, so he's driving along, comes in, <laughs> into, into an encounter with this Mohawk guy. The Mohawk guy leaves. Right. Yeah, he scares off Mohawk guy, but he'll be back. He'll be back. Don't you, worry. You got that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's stumbles upon this uh, hapless killing uh, of these two people. Mm. I'm gonna call them the toga people because they were basically wearing togas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings one of them back to uh, the toga village. They let him in. They're super suspicious. He's like, he you know he said bring me here and he'll give me some gas. And then the dude was dead. So they're trying to figure out, oh, do we give him the gas? Did he, is he done now? Do mm-hmm. we have to just kick him out? Are we going to kill him? You know, they don't know. But the thing is, they have an oil refinery on site. Boom. And that's what makes this such a hot spot and makes them so defensive about it. And then we see my favorite character, the kid. Oh, the kid. Well, uh, yeah, let's talk about 
how bad things got with this feral kid. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, well, you know, I don't know, we haven't even actually, we didn't talk about Whirlybird guy. Um, oh, that's right. The gyro captain. Shit, I forgot about Whirlybird guy. He's actually going to be my who's that guy. So we'll get back to him later. Oh. Because uh, I got some things to say about him. But yeah, uh, basically Max is in the kind of this stronghold. He's, yeah, he's helped this guy to get a little bit of gas. And the main crux of the plot is now the big gang, Mohawk guy and his whole gang. They want the gas too. So you got kind of a standoff going on, and you know you got to get out of there because the gang's going to eventually invade, and it's all it's going to be hell breaking loose everywhere you go. So, what do you do? Deal with the feral kid. No, <laughs> take on this feral kid. No, it's it's great because this uh this clan that he's got, they're like the hockey pad clan. Like you right. said, yoga. They, they're wearing like sports equipment. They found cotton somewhere, and they're wearing <laughs> yeah, they're wearing like gym clothes basically. Yeah, they. Uh huh. What was the the big was Big Five around in the eighties? <laughs> what was the big sporting goods store? Whatever it was in, uh, in Australia, they obviously yeah. found one. They raided, stole it. a bunch of shit. Yeah, but they also have this kid running around in this clan, and I'm like, does the kid belong to anybody? Does anyone even know the he kid is, is there? He is a feral child. He's fully feral. Like raised by wolves kind of feral. It doesn't speak at all. And he knows growls, how to throw a boomerang. But he's deadly with that boomerang. Real, no, literally kills people with yeah. this boomerang. Hack that, uh, the man boy, the, the Mohawk's the, man child. Yeah, the pretty boy. Oh, that was tough. Mm. I hate to see that kid go. Blondie is down. Too bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Mohawk guy did not take that well, by the way. No. no, no <laughs> and no. he was not chill about it. Nope. <laughs> not cool, dude. But uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, so Max decides that uh, his only way to, to get himself out of this situation is to make a deal with this clan. He's going to get the big rig engine, the, uh, the cab, mm-hmm. because they've got the rig uh, of oil, but they don't have anything to drive the oil out. Mm-hmm. They don't have any way to get it out. So I see. He's going to drive the big rig. So he has to go get the big rig, mm-hmm. bring it back. That all happens. A lot of great action sequences in between all of this kind of figuring out what's going on because it's a lot of just driving. There's actually these great scenes of just like him looking down on this plane, this valley almost, and just seeing cars just driving around everywhere. For what reason? And you, to and, waste gas? And the whole time you're going, ah, they're just wasting their gas. I couldn't help it. <laughs> they are wasting gas. So stupid. <laughs> Such a waste. Come on, guys. Come on. So now we have to backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, there is this, I'm going to call him helicopter guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. He uh, comes across him before... Uh, reaching this this village and um, sees an abandoned helicopter. He's like, oh, I'm going to steal that gas. Well, helicopter guy was waiting for him, mm-hmm. hidden in the dirt behind it, jumps up, basically, you know, you know, Mel Gibson's character, Max, he outsmarts him, you know, locks him up and makes him his little slave boy for a while. A little there. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he brings him along, but he treats him like garbage, which right. is great. <laughs> and, the, and the guy's like, oh, we're, we're partners. We're buddies. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. But so he basically, he obviously wants to be partners with, with Max, but Max is like, no, I'm just going to use you, chain you up, make you carry all this stuff for me, whatever. He keeps coming back, though. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. He keeps coming back. And and I think for this reason, you have in his his acting his performance he's quite the character. Oh, this guy's in, a, great in a land of like just the desolate, like terribly downtrodden, 
folks like everything's desperation and sadness he's got a little quirk to him he's got a little spark of life yeah a little humor to him uh and yeah this is uh bruce spence and this is our who's that guy who's that guy this week's who's that guy brought to you by <laughs> the road warrior this no this one is actually brought to you by seismic brewing company oh and their liquefaction kolsch style beer nice i will take that yeah mm-hmm. uh bruce spence a new zealand actor he was best known probably for this role as the gyro captain a kiwi and uh but he's been in a bunch of stuff and i really really like him in uh, movies like dark city he plays one of those creepy dudes oh, in dark yeah. city mr wall specifically Ooh, i didn't know they had names uh <laughs> yeah they had names mm. uh they had a few names um uh, but he is just the this guy is just such a face he's like this elongated big cheekbones just j- crazy looking jawline uh, he's just a face for for tv he's actually also in, um, check this out. You won't recognize him, but he's in a Star Wars. What? He Which is, one? He is in Revenge of the Sith as one of these guys. Oh, he's, oh, he's got the face paint. Though. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, he's all in makeup. He's a lot of his roles. He's in a lot of heavy makeup. I see. Uh, he this, has a long face, though. This one you'll recognize him from Return of the King, one of the Lord of the Rings movies. He is a small <laughs> I don't part. Don't recognize him as kind of. <laughs> this is like the guy who comes to the gate in uh, in Mordor and is like, you know, piss off. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, but oh, Bruce Spence, man, just the look of this guy. I just love it so much. But he is so great in this movie. He's got the great, like, just world, like, just the classic. Uh, it's like a whirly bird. I'm trying to. What's the the Simpsons joke where it's like the the fantabulous contraption of Doctor Hooligan Hufflepuffle or whatever the Troy <laughs> McClure movie that he does. Like that's yeah. what this character oh, looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. He's got the great just like leather cap. He's and... an archetype of your your standard gyrocopter pilot. Yeah, he looks like a gyrocopter pilot. He it, looks exactly like you would think. Right. The, the costuming on this was fantastic, by the way. The costuming in this whole movie is just insane. Probably next to the cars, the best thing. Uh, and this guy, yeah, the the gyro pilot. He's got like the yellow pants and the and the big pink scarf and the pink shoes and stuff. So he's just a he's a, almost a clown. Yeah, but he's almost. Uh, but he's a good guy, you know. He comes back, he saves Max at one point. Good enough. We love him. I love Bruce Spence, and yeah, he is. He makes this movie so great. All these characters do. You have so many guys and and girls. You got uh, the 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 girl with the the ponytail off the top of her head, who's kind of like a valley girl in the middle of all of this uh, post apocalyptic wasteland. Oh yeah. Oh, so this brings us to, and this is the perfect <laughs> time for this. The turning point. Yeah. The turning point uh, of this film is uh, when the helicopter guy, the the gyrocopter captain, lands in the compound after uh, Max has arrived, mm-hmm. and he's, he just he shows up, you know, uninvited. Just how'd he do, yeah. Yeah, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm Deal here with it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's he's hitting on Ponytail Girl. Yep. He gives her the creepy smile. It gives and... her the creepiest buck tooth, like just yeah, all he's teeth like, oh, smile. Yeah, you want to hey. check it out? You want to take it for a ride? <laughs> and then scene, turning point. That's it. So creepy. She it... she gives him the awkward like half smile, uh-huh. like ah, yeah, like looks hey. away. Then and then when we come back, we're joined by the leader of this compound who had been shot in the leg with an arrow. Yeah, in defending it previously. And by the way, arrows. <laughs> You you pointed this out. Why are there so many arrows, but nobody can find bullets? This movie is, uh, yeah, in the U.S., 
this movie would not exist in the way that it does. It would no. be the opposite because yeah. bullets are like gold in this thing. Yeah, like, they really are. The main bad guy, Humongous, or whatever his name is, right? <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he's got a special box with like a little velvet insert to put all his like four bullets that he's right. been able to collect through his lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max has basically, an, like you said, the empty shotgun and he gets like one bullet and it's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, oh, a bullet. And they've got about 97 arrows a person for, so many. for their, uh, not only bow and arrow, like they have some straight Everyone's bow and arrows. crossbows. They got the crossbows, they got the crossbow on the wrist. I think that's, it is because this is Australian, you know? But was that like a thing in Australia? Like people are out well, just like crossbowing? as many guns. I mean, you know, Obvious, sure. nobody's as gun crazy as the U.S. Here. Yeah. But they had guns. They had guns yeah. in Australia. They had guns in the, in the film. Um. But yeah, the arrows. I didn't realize like having cr- you know wrist crossbow things yeah. was such a pastime in Australia that like every like they were able to find them everywhere. A lot of uh, scorpions and stuff. So I guess so. Big ones. A lot of arrows though. Yeah. A lot of people getting shot with arrows. But it did contribute to the aesthetic. So I guess maybe that's the answer. It's aesthetic. I guess so. Yeah. It's for aesthetics. I love it. Yeah. It's great aesthetics. It's great. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was the turning point. That was a, uh, probably the most awkward, interrupting, like, in the middle of a scene turning yeah. point we've had where you have to flip the disc. Usually they are able to right. end it on a scene well, and decide one. When we you did Jaws, when we watched Jaws, the first laser disc ever put out, that had a super awkward turning point also. I but do it's remember because that. it was the first one they ever made. They didn't know what they were doing. No. Here, I don't think they cared. They just, they just get just it out there. Cut get it, it somewhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we got the girl smiling. Do it. Good. Do it there. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got uh, just from the here on out, though, it really picks up with the action. So Once you kind of yeah. get the action, you know. The second half is is an entirely a car chase. Mm-hmm. But he's driving a big rig with a cattle catcher on the front. Wow. Now, how did you know that that was called a cattle catcher? Because it's on, it's on trains. It's like when... But is that... I never knew that that was like the yeah, name for it. it. It's I just thought that was like... on the track, you... Sorry, Bessie. <laughs> You're out of here. You're just going to get a little but it's just, move them off the side. It's, it's kind of like a, not a snow plow, but yeah. It's it looks kind of like a snow plow. Same, de- same idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, it gets shit out of the way. It does. Sure. It gets everything out of the way. <laughs> I loved it. A lot of cars got out of the way there. Big Mack truck. Yeah. This final scene, uh, Mel Gibson decides to yeah drive the truck. I'm just going to say Man, it's act three. This it's, The whole second half of the movie. You know, it's astounding. It's great. It is fucking fun to it watch. It's really fun. And just fast, action-packed. There, There's a few scenes where the camera's definitely sped up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but this last scene, is it's all it's all out there. And they're on the road at those speeds. The stunt work and the... The stunt work. There was a couple that I was like, oh, he's not going to make it. Oh, it, no. looked, it was crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. jumping not from one car to the other. And... Uh, Cars just flipping and on fire and so much fire. Oh my god! Again, wasteful. <laughs> Come on, guys, pick now another we're using weapon. Gas for Molotov cocktails. Seriously, yeah, ridiculous. You know? Come on, guys. But I just yeah that that whole final scene, so much so much tension too because the the guys keep getting closer and yeah. closer and the one guy's on the cab and reaching through the the window and. The uh, bullets are on the hood, and the feral kids trying to grab the bullet on the hood. You're just like, edge your seat. I loved and it. And what I really liked, there wasn't a whole lot of music during this whole chase scene. 
you know, it kind of let it speak for itself. The sounds that you heard were the cars and the wheels kicking mm-hmm. up rocks and people grunting and occasionally screaming. But for the most part, that was the soundtrack to all of this excitement. And yeah. it really heightened it because you felt like, ooh, that sounds real. You know, it's not like the music tells me if it's going to be okay or not. Like, this all seems like it's not going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Definitely, yeah. The this screeching metal and yeah. all of that oh. that's happening. But the the soundtrack, the the orchestral score to this movie was quite impressive, was uh, in my good. opinion. It was per, it was composed by Brian May. Brian May, not sure. that Brian May. He is an Australian composer, often confused with the Queen guitarist. That must be so frustrating. Oh man, you're a music guy, and you're like, yeah, I'm Brian May. I do music. Oh. Like yeah, Queen. You know, mm. no, in, not in at all like Queen. One of my music professors was Brian Wilson, but uh-huh. and he got that all the time. He's a composer as well, right? So he he went by Brian S. Wilson, mm. but still, what's what was the S? Do you know? No, I, I would have just said S. Wilson. Like I would have just cut the Brian altogether. I no, think. you know it's his name. Mm, no, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, you know, like Michael Bolton in, in Office Space, where he's right. like, he, why he, don't you just change it to Mike? Like, why should right. I change? He's, yeah. so, he's the asshole. Right. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to change it. Right, all right. Fair enough. It, maybe it helps. I don't know. You know, if maybe there was a some, strategic advantage. If there was some famous dude out there named Charlie Swanson, yeah, would it affect me going by Charlie? Would I, would I go to Charles? Maybe. Would I be C.M. Swanson? C.M. Ooh, that's a good byline, though. Mm. That does C.M. Work. Yeah. Hey, CM, what's the beat? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, back to the movie. Back to the movie. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those where it's kind of hard to describe like a big, long car chase and just how awesome it is. You got to really experience it but and I w- be in the moment, you know? Yeah, and and uh, I wanted to point out how much this kid loves killing. <laughs> so this little feral kid... <clears throat> Kills somebody with his steel boomerang. Yes. Like right in the head. And then gets the boomerang back while it's got blood on it. Puts it in his little boomerang pocket while he's like staring at Mad Max. Right. Oh, and, remember? Yeah, he even like shows him the blood. Yeah, and, and he like wipes like, it. Doesn't break eye contact. Yeah. And then Max gives him a little music box and he's like, he, 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 he. What the hell? This kid was so out. The, kid was just whacked out, man. It was like, yeah, it's like. This is why we have kids in schools. <laughs> this is because if you let them just run around, they are fucking animals. <laughs> you think homeschooling is the answer? I beg to differ. I, they need they need structure. They need you know a schedule. <laughs> they need to eat breakfast. This is what happens, people, when you don't educate your children. Oh man, this kid was just out of so control. He, he, like, but yeah, he's like showing off the blade. Yeah, that, earlier in the movie, and, and then at the end, yeah, he's. He is the, having the time of his life. <laughs> oh my God! So in this final scene, Gibson shoots a couple of people right in the. They're in the cab of the the Mack truck, and he shoots a guy out the window. He shoots a guy mm-hmm. over, you know, on the top of the cab, and the kid's just like, <laughs> <laughs> kid is super creepy. It. Yeah, he's like kill, kill again. Yeah, 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 and he's got that you know lost boy with look with the hair, mm-hmm. super dirty. He's wearing a loincloth. Why is everybody wearing so? So much like weird clothing. Well, it's all it's, a loincloth. A loincloth. 
Everybody else, nobody had pants. For everybody that kid, else apparently. is wearing togas in yeah. Toga Village, and this kid gets a loincloth. Well, everyone's wearing sweatbands and football pads, and the and bad guys is where the he the head bad guys wearing assless chaps. Why oh, the chaps with a little uh, you know like a modesty flap? Mm. <laughs> Why I those mean, chaps? Man. Honestly, what's the point? Well, the, and then he's not riding a motorcycle. <laughs> and then humongous. I mean, look at this dude with the studded like cod piece. Uh yeah, and that like barely was anything a else. Much, and he's got the like yeah, like the Jason Voorhees metal hockey mask. Like, what nobody made a like th- that wasn't something you could find in a store. He made and custom okay, made I'm that sorry, mask. But they're in the Australian outback, and everyone's uh, wearing black leather. The sweat. I don't the think s- so. The smells I of don't this movie. Think so. Oh, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> this movie, like, it's one of those like, do not release this in smell o vision. <laughs> We do not want to know what this movie smells like. These oh people boy. haven't showered in oh, years. They probably shower in gasoline. That's how wasteful they are. They're like, ah, good old gasoline. That's right. <laughs> oh, you smell. Get a gas shower. Yeah. It's like, oh, is there some gasoline uh, in, in this mm-hmm. bathtub? You're soaking in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take a, a post-shower smoke break. <laughs> ah, that's good stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, no tobacco in this. Uh, yeah. Uh-uh. Everyone should have just been drinking the gasoline, I think. If no. we'd have gone like everyone's just drunk on gasoline, I this would have been so. a much more fun. No. Uh So the kid though, spoiler alert, turns out to be the narrator who describes how he went on to be the leader of this great northern tribe mm-hmm. that is uh that the movie's basically about. Such a bullshit. I don't believe it at all. We yeah, we the kid doesn't talk. We know that. He's no. nonverbal. Mm-mm. And, and he's like sudden, seven or eight. And all of a sudden, this, it's not going to happen no. for him. Yeah, it's too late. Too far They've gone. They've given up if they even tried. Nobody nobody ever tried to talk to that kid. Like, nobody ever tried to, like, get him to, like, do anything beyond just being a feral violence yeah, I don't enthusiast. understand. I don't. Yeah. What's his role in this tribe? So then all of a sudden, yeah, the big reveal is actually that, that the, the well, uh, the the big ending that I just have to give George Miller props to. The, okay. The... Mohawk guy is on the front of the truck. He's been revealed to be hanging on that front of the truck. Humongous in his souped-up uh, monster vehicle coming right mm-hmm. at the cattle catching uh, big Mac rig. Truck, yeah. Mack truck. That final head-to-head collision where the Mack truck just obliterates Humongous. That is like amazing. And the Mohawk guy in the same oh, collision. And the Mohawk guy gets it. Yeah, in between the two. Yeah. Just like, whoa. <laughs> Just, I can't imagine what it would be like to be on the set and like, all right, you know, action. And then you just have these two vehicles just slam into each other. Yeah. Damn, that looked fun. That looked that looked like a, a fun day on the set. And the the giant explosion, too. I got to give props. Huge explosions. Maybe one of the biggest explosions I've ever seen. They blow up the compound. The whole, basically, village goes up. Tires flying everywhere. Why? Side explosions, like one big one and then other little ones. They just keep coming. Oh, man. Yeah. Just some great, great stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, then then the big reveal is that the Mack truck was full of sand. Ugh. There wasn't even any gas in there. Nah, nobody knew. And when the yeah, when the Mack truck finally hits Humongous, rolls on its side, it crashes. Everyone finds out it's sand. The the, the gang is just like, oh man. <laughs> All right, well, 
let's go. Like the few remaining cars is like gave up. Well, that's it. Yeah. There's not even any gas. Oh God, man. This is so stupid. What are we gonna shower in now? I knew we shouldn't have gone after that compound. Fucking oh, you mugs. Man, I'm gonna go light some thing on fire. <laughs> But uh, maybe it's more gas. Yeah. Then the reveal is that the gas was hidden in the caravan that got away. And, right. And Gyro Captain takes over. He he stays with the group. He leads the group before Feral Child says he grows up and takes leadership. That whole bit at the narration. That I didn't grew. Need I to grew be to there. be a. I grew to be a full man. Like nobody talks like that. <laughs> And then I led the tribe. I'm, I'm the tribe leader now. <laughs> oh, and then Mad Max, we never saw him again. I don't He's know what happened. Poopy head. We just <laughs> left. They just left him. <laughs> they did. No, well, he, he, he didn't. He left. He left them. He's, he's a loner. He's a loner. He's a, a rogue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's a, he's a loner, Dottie. Yeah. He's 100%. But yeah, I love that ending of him just like in the in the on the road just like... Till we meet again, Mad Max. Mm. I loved it. It was good. So good. I see why it's a cult classic. I will say Fury Road, was, which was basically the second half of this as a whole movie, it was just a car chase. I love Fury Road. This, to me, felt better pacing, more like a movie, mm. you know? I like that. Because uh, it, it introduces a little bit of a, a, a problem and then a resolution. In Fury Road, it's like, we're already driving. It's all a problem. Well, you know what? This one actually does give Mad Max a little bit of character development. A little bit. A little bit. Like, he, he leaves eventually after his you know job is done, but then he gets attacked, and they save him, and he comes back, and he wants to drive the truck. Like, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of, like, all right, I guess I get why people, like, want to be around each other and need mm-hmm. each other for things. Like, yeah. there's a little bit of that. In Fury Road, he is, there's really no, like, he's just... Mm-hmm. He's more just like a body mm-hmm. that is in the action sequence. Mm-hmm. I love Fury Road. Love that movie. It's good. Loved watching it. But I think this one does have a little bit more mm-hmm. substance as far as uh, feeling. Yeah, you, know, you want these people, these hockey pad, yeah. you know, toga people to be okay. You know, you want Mohawk guy to fucking get it because you hate Mohawk He's guy. A, is he just it, such an he? He was a jerk. great character though. Yeah, that was a very very hateable guy <laughs> yeah he was perfect in that part right but yeah i think there's a little bit more going on here uh beyond the action mm-hmm. like you said mm-hmm. and, and yeah it, it gives you that time to kind of set up the stakes and then when you know it then you're then you're on board for it yeah yeah big time so the quality of this laser disc was okay it was a four three it wasn't this was yeah this was, was not widescreen this was not a widescreener um i don't yeah, this is a pretty standard Warner Home Video stereo digitally processed extended play release. It's uh yeah. But the cover but is the really cover, what stands out for me. The cover is beautiful to me. We actually had a, a bit of a debate as to which film to watch and we had to kind of flip a couple of coins. Uh it was tough. It was tough. It was we, a tough call. We got a lot of good movies on Laserdisc Man. to watch and we're going to keep talking we're about have them. have to do this podcast for like 75 years we have yeah we we have too many movies maybe yeah. is actually what the right. problem is yeah uh road warrior this is probably going to be uh i don't think we're going to do beyond thunderdome i don't want to okay no this will probably I, be it for the mad max yeah i'm good i'm good with the mad max now it's a great movie if you haven't seen the road warrior jesus it's definitely worth a watch pick it up especially if you like explosions and cars if you're a gearhead 
You're going to love this. Really. All you gearheads out there. All you gearheads. <laughs> All you gas guzzlers. Come on. Where my gas guzzlers at? <laughs> where my muscle car fiends at? Yeah. Or yeah. if you like dogs, don't oh. watch this because they... Guys, no, this... something bad happens to the dog. You know, it just use your... It always has... Just bad. This, you know, I'm glad you brought the dog up because this is a great dog performance in good... this movie. Yeah. This dog is awesome. Max's yes. dog. And they give him the cheap, like, off-screen, you know, Yelp kill. Too mm. bad. That was too bad. That was... I don't know why the dog had... You know, I and think... he didn't even really get his vengeance. I would have liked I to see like... the dog get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, alive. he kind of did. But not, like, in a way where he got the... Like, vengeance happened. But it wasn't, like, him getting it. Mm-hmm. You know? I would have liked to have seen a little more caring... About yeah. the animal. Yeah, once the dog goes, there's really no bro- mention of it or anything. Yeah. yeah. Too bad. But before that, great dog performance. Yeah. Good stuff. Very good. I loved it. Uh, feral kids, feral dogs. Check Road out the Road Warriors. Warrior. Mohawks galore. Leather like you've never seen it before. A new barbarian age, as the uh, as the back says. Uh, ah, what a great movie. Yeah. Well, until next blast. time, Charlie. Until next time, Nick. Please check out Laser Discourse Pod on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram, don't look at Facebook because apparently Charlie never checks it. I post there just Whatever. as much as I post anything else. Whatever. I'm just not the biggest fan of them making me like pay money to, for people to see my posts and stuff. <laughs> okay, all right. That seems like uh, we've now hit the end of this episode. So. All right. Stay tuned. We got a lot of laser discs to go. Uh, let us know what you think of the Road Warrior. How does it fit in your Mad Max uh, con- chronology? I'd love to know what people think of this one. I think it's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.